Welcome back everyone. This is part two of 15 common mistakes when trying to lose weight. So let's jump straight into part two. You're all very welcome back to part two of the 15 common mistakes people make when trying to lose weight. So I'm just going to jump straight into this second part and we're going to work with the next five reasons why I I personally see a lot of people making mistakes and the, and the biggest ones and the most common ones that I, I come across speaking to clients or during consultations. So number one or number five, I should say, or number six on my list is choosing low fat or in quotation marks diet foods so there shouldn't be really a switch or a big change when you're coming to alter altering your diet when it comes to losing weight you should look at the number of calories that you're consuming and the macro breakdown and the macronutrients that you're consuming and a good pt and a person that you're working with will have a good assessment of this for you well they should um but you shouldn't have to switch to certainly low fat or to diet foods in particular. Like there's no such thing really as a diet food when it comes to these things. It's just about managing your portion sizes and having control about what you're consuming and what your TDEE is on a daily basis. So you can match and you can measure that. But you look at the likes of processed or low fat diet foods, people just see them as, or they're marketed in particular as healthy food choices and another clever marketing is that you're going to lose weight if you consume that product so in other words just trying to get you to buy and influence your your choice in foods because you're in this mode of wanting to lose weight and to sell you this product in in the assumption that this is what you need in order to lose weight well as a matter of fact if you check out a lot of the labels um Anyone's looked at my social media the last time, I'm big into reading your product labels and getting a handle on your serving size in particular. But if you have a focus on the likes of sugar in particular when it comes to low-fat foods, a lot of them contain um, a lot of high sugar content. Some of the low-fat yogurts in particular can be like over like 20 to 25 grams of sugar, which is four, you know, four tablespoons of, of sugar for your, around your 150-gram kind of pot. So... The big issue you have then with the lower fat products can also make you feel hungrier and then you actually may end up eating more than your body needs because it's not getting fuller um consuming those low fat products then as well what you could do instead of looking at instead of low fat foods or diets you try to use a combination of this would be my recommendation minimally processed foods obviously so impossible try and choose your fruits or your vegetables um, that even includes canned or you know even frozen fruits or vegetables or berries whatever it might be because they're naturally low in fat and you're going to get a huge injection of nutrients as well so bringing me on to the next thing on my list is not eating enough protein and this is a huge thing i see when i'm ruin, when i'm reviewing people's um meal plans so generally the process i'll have a look at what a person is consuming before we work together and try and address certain things that's in their diet and little tweaks and little changes that we can make, not necessarily changing any of their foods, but eating them in the correct quantities in order to match their goals. Also, we will make some recommendations, obviously, with some of the foods that are consuming and how to manage them. But a big thing when it comes to looking at a person's macros 
in particular protein it's not consumed enough and particularly on the women's side it's definitely not consumed enough so first thing we need to address is to get enough protein into your diet and it's very very important particularly when it comes to losing weight you know um can really really impact a person's um routine and how they're going to lose weight and how it's going to affect them losing weight so big bonus to consuming the correct amounts of protein would be say like sort of reducing their appetite increasing um, feelings of fullness lowering the amount of weight actually regained it can maintain or can even increase at times your metabolic rate and a big thing as well and particularly for men on this side is protect muscle mass during weight loss and that's so so vital that we protect that muscle mass that we're not eating into it as we put ourselves in a calorie deficit so the recommended amounts that you should be consuming can vary greatly okay and they vary from person to person and from different studies but they generally all kind of fall within a kind of bracket so higher protein diets you're looking at 0.6 to 0.8 grams of protein per kg of body fat or we would generally increase that i always work with between one gram and two grams so you're talking about 1.2 to 1.6 gram may benefit your appetite and control your your body composition a lot better because a lot of people actually when they're looking to lose weight or i mean they have this term of toning up it's really just a body composition so the body recomp and consuming adequate amounts of protein is going to achieve that for a lot of people so what i would recommend when it comes to protein not getting enough in is to obviously with weight loss in particular try and make sure that you're getting at least a serving of protein with each one of your meals and spreading it out across the day because it might be very very difficult for for people to get in their protein and that's something again that i work with, with clients on how we can increase their protein intake it's not just sitting down and eating a load of chicken and broccoli and rice four or five times a day well that's you know it's the bodybuilding approach but you know you, we can really build in like how can we get it in in breakfast how can we get it in with lunch how can we get it in our snacks how can we get it in for your final meal of the day so the little little things like uh say for the likes of like people who look at beans or quinoa or flax seeds and little things like that where you can add stuff um, different meals or different foods that you haven't tried before really really interesting way and you know you have to be open-minded again when it comes to your, your nutrition and your diet as well with having some suggestions about trying new foods that's a big big thing people really struggle with when it comes to not getting in enough protein in their diet so from increasing your protein intake on a daily basis we're going to suggest and recommend as our next step will be to increase your fiber intake so a lot of people have a very very low fiber diet and again this can be hurting your weight loss efforts and even impact your overall health you know like there's plenty of studies out there to show um fiber may help obviously um, reduce your appetite this is a really really big thing for a lot of people obviously with the the cravings that if you're having a if you bring yourself in from say a huge calorie surplus to a calorie deficit having those hunger pangs and those feelings of craving food can be very very overwhelming for people and not feeling full in the foods that they're consuming now is a big big issue particularly when it comes to sticking to and adhering to your diet at the beginning all right and that's a big big issue like so fiber is going to help um 
help with that as well. Some some of the research out there suggests that you know all types of fiber actually help promote weight loss. So when you're doing your research and you're looking into things, there's a lot of a lot of stuff around fiber and protein when it comes to weight loss and some of the studies are very very promising when it comes to consuming the adequate amounts and the right amounts and if you're working with a person and working with a PD they should recommend a certain amount of fiber that you're getting in your diet and having a look at your overall food plan and what you're working with your nutritionist will definitely help you with planning the adequate amounts and the right foods if you're not getting in the right amount in your foods currently then this is where suggestion of different food types come into play and you might have to make certain allowances to get in your food, get in your fiber, along with your adequate amounts of food to help keep you in that calorie deficit. So guys, definitely recommend increasing your fiber intake when it comes to weight loss as well. It's definitely going to help with the whole process. It's going to just keep, it might even help you keep you f- uh, fuller for longer as well, as long, obviously, as long as you're consuming the right amounts. So sticking with the food recommendations and that team, my next recommendation or the next common mistake that I see and recommendation on how to actually resolve and solve it is people tend to focus a lot on ketogenic diets, eating too much fat on a low carb diet and people are not realizing why it's not working for them. Likes of ketogenic and low carb diets, you know, they can be very, very effective for a lot of people and they work really, really well for certain individuals. But when you look at the research and you really start to delve into it, obviously it works very, very well, like I said, for some people and not for others. You have to realize that the possibility that you're consuming far too much fat and you're actually not placing yourself in a calorie deficit. It's like there's lots of studies to say that um, ketogenic and low carb diets, you know, they tend to work really, really well to reduce appetite often leads to a spontaneous reduction in calorie intake. So it's just basically putting a person into a calorie deficit. And the likes of low carb and ketogenic diets, they allow unlimited amounts of fats, assuming that the the resulting appetite suppression is obviously going to work and keep the calories low enough for the person to actually achieve some sort of weight loss. But like I said, people somehow they don't experience a strong enough signal to stop eating and as a result they end up consuming far too many calories to actually put themselves into a calorie deficit. So if you're eating large amounts of fats uh, in your foods or certain drinks that you're taking, you may not losing weight, you're probably putting yourself into a calorie surplus. So you really need to go back and check the figures, do the maths on it. Again, if you're working with a professional, this shouldn't really happen. So if you're working obviously on your own and you've taken some information, go back, do the figures on it. If you're not losing weight, it's 99% positive that you're putting yourself into a calorie surplus. You're simply just eating too much fat on a low carb diet. So what I would recommend you do, sit down, crunch the figures, look at your MyFitnessPal, see what you're consuming on a daily basis. Is it going over and above your TDEE? Are you putting yourself into a calorie deficit? course ketogenic that works very very well for people it helps reduce hunger but you really need to have a look at your calorie intake you could be just simply consuming too much fat in your diet so finally that brings us to number five or ten in total over our two parts and that is simply not tracking what you eat in any way so you might be eating all the right foods 
again, what you deem as nutritious foods, stuff that's good for your health, but you're still not losing weight. And I know that frustration can be very, very big for a lot of people. And often when they end up coming to me that they're totally at the end of their tether because they feel like they're doing everything right. But you can still overeat in your calories and push that into a calorie surplus, even eating nutritious, good, wholesome foods. It's a simple fact. And if you're not measuring what you're consuming, how are we going to know if you've placed yourself in a calorie deficit in order to achieve your weight loss? And again, if you're not tracking your foods, you could be simply missing out on getting the adequate amounts that we talked about earlier of protein. So you could be consuming a very carb dense or fat dense um, diet and not hitting your protein or you're not hitting your adequate amounts of fiber within your diet then as well. Or could totally flip reverse that then as well. You could be hitting lots of protein or lots of fiber and not getting adequate amounts of carbs in order to fuel yourself and fuel your workouts correctly. So you need to measure if you're going to help support your best efforts for weight loss and your overall general health. Um, lots of studies, you know, say that, you know, when you're looking at tracking what you eat, it can help you obviously become a lot more accurate, give you a picture on the type of calories that you're consuming, your nutrient consumption, as well as giving you that little bit of accountability. And that's, I think, a big thing for a lot of people as well. If, if you know, if it doesn't get measured, um, or it doesn't get measured, it doesn't get managed. So that's a big issue for a lot of people. And that accountability even to themselves with throwing it into my fitness pal. And again, if you're working with a person, I like to get uh, synced to other people's my fitness pal. So they'll share her become friends. And I get to pop in and have a look and check out what that person's tracking and what they're consuming. So we, they have that accountability and have that someone looking over the shoulder. And it really, really helps to get an overall picture of what's happening and what's going on. So if there is a bad day, for example, and you do obviously can um, track your foods, that a person can go in and go, okay, look, what happened today? Oh, it was a you know, highly stressful situation. This happened, this happened, this happened. And then we can frame it and say, okay, right, that's perfect. What can we do to address that the next time something like this happens? How can we manage the situation better? Was it that you didn't have any food prepared? You didn't have any um, access to certain things uh, regardless of the situation. So you can manage these situations better once you know the reasons and you're tracking the foods as well. So it gives you that accountability. It's a big, big thing for a lot of people. The likes of... Um, I read one study recently, it's found that people that logged their food uh, once per day lost little over 2% more of their body weight each month than people who log meals, say, once a month. So there is evidence there to suggest that if you're doing it on a daily basis, that it's actually going to increase your chances of achieving weight loss as part of your, as part of your goal. Plus, it gives you an idea then, a picture of your all your overall health then as well. Like if, if you're getting that nutrient balance is a big thing then for a lot of people, particularly in this day and age, um, to keep ourselves, to keep our gut and keep our, um, keep your immune system as healthy as possible. And that's a big, big thing for a lot of people right now. It's a big focus and we can do that by simply addressing those issues with our diet and tracking what we're consuming. So we're getting adequate amounts of micronutrients in our diet. So the big thing I recommend, guys, to tackle this issue, it's another common one that I see a lot, is to track what you eat, even if it's for a month, 
okay? Because we'd regularly consume the same foods over and over and over again. So once you get a handle on what a serving size is and what your portion size is and start to track it and put it into the likes of my fitness pal, you get a better overall understanding of where you were going wrong in your serving sizes in particular. And it's a big thing for a lot of people. So once you get a grasp on that, you can start to slowly pull back. And I know it can be very, very tedious and very consuming for a lot of people. And sometimes it can actually cause a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. It's a really good exercise maybe two three weeks four weeks tops i'd recommend you do it for and then you can start to pull back that little bit because if you're not tracking what you eat you're simply maybe just consuming too many calories then you actually realize that's a big big thing obviously if you want to achieve weight loss we have to be in a calorie deficit and the other factors then as well like you may also not be getting in enough protein not getting in um, enough fiber mightn't be consuming enough carbohydrates in order to keep you fueled, you're getting hangry, you're feeling lethargic. So track what you eat, guys. It's another big recommendation for me on this and help to tackle the 15 most common reasons that I see people struggle with when it comes to trying to lose weight. And let's get on to the next five and have a part three back very soon. So guys, short and sweet one today. Hope you enjoyed some of the topics that I covered and hope that you found some value in this and trying to address some of the most common issues that I see people face on a daily basis and some of the clients that I've worked with and some of their struggles. So I like to uh, reflect on some of the issues that I've helped to address with a lot of people and some of them keep, you know, kind of creeping up over and over and over again. This is the purpose of doing this, to try and highlight for people so they can make those decisions or make those um, adjustments to their own journey um, through weight loss and that as well. As always, if you need any help, don't be afraid to reach out. You get me on any of my social medias. Um, get me through Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it might be. Don't be afraid to reach out if you need help or if you have any questions on today's show. Don't be afraid to ask. Also, I have plenty of resources if you check my link in bio to help you with some of the reasons that we talked about today that people are unsuccessful in weight loss and some of the solutions there if people need a little bit more of a visual aspect than obviously listening to a podcast. So until next week, guys, I'll be back again with part three with the next five reasons. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week.